Attention all podcasts of the Solar Federation. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. Uh, is this thing on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say. But nothing comes out when they move their lips. Just a bunch of gibberish. <laughs> uh, and monkey lovers act like they forgot about Trey. I forgot about Trey. <laughs> uh, Who's Trey? I don't know. The Boombox. It's a galactic boombox for you. Hi, Kyle Bear, voice actor here. Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, Street Fighter. The nerdiest news that ever newsed a nerd. Let's check the Boombox mailbox. Dave Jones from the Podcasting 2.0 podcast says, Van Halen boost! Boost. Yeah, he sent 5150. That's 5,150 sats sent using the Castomatic Podcasting 2.0 app. Thanks for your support, Dave. For those who don't know, sats are satoshis. And 5150 sats equals about $2.27. So Dave says, random question for someday when you have time. How do you maintain the health of your voice? Since it's your livelihood, I suppose you have to treat it with care. Are there certain protocols you follow? That's a good question. I do get that uh, one from time to time. In general, I take two doses of emergency a day because I suck at taking vitamins or eating right for that matter. And the immunity boost has uh, helped immensely in keeping the doctor at bay. And as for the voice itself, the old go-tos of hot tea and honey, that's always good. Throat sprays like Singer's Saving Grace are awesome at lubricating the vocal cords and uh, getting the schmutz out of your uh, voice first thing in the morning. Vocal ease, that's another one I hear really great things about. It's a throat spray for hoarseness or dryness. Now, I do a lot of screaming and fight sounds in anime and video games, and that can definitely make you sound like you gargle razor blades. And a great tip is from veteran voice actor Fred Tadashore, best known as the voice of the animated Hulk and lots of creature sounds. He found what he dubbed Hulk juice, and what it is is Chinese cough syrup. That stuff is magic. And it tastes good. So if you go on Amazon and you search Chinese cough syrup, it's the first brand that pops up. Ninjiom Papo Kwa. Comes in syrup form and hard candy, multiple flavors. Check the link in the show notes. They're not a sponsor. God knows this podcast is too small to get sponsors. But anyway, I swear by this stuff. Let's see what else we got here in the mailbox. Uh, let's see here. Dave Metis from Fun Fact Friday podcast. He sent me a boost. Worth 4,711 sat. From uh, last week's episode when I said, oh, bye, Mark. Talking about the AI Luke Skywalker. That's right. These podcasting 2.0 apps, such as Fountain, can tell me exactly when in the episodes listeners are hitting that customized boost button. It's a really fun way to gamify interaction. If you've got questions, Darmok and Gelada Tanagra. Yes, uh, I got answers. Shocker, when the walls fell. Timba, his arms wide. <laughs> You're such a nerd. <laughs> you can say that again, mate. Anyway, you grab a free app from newpodcastapps.com. They'll get you set up real easy for streaming micropayments. You can set it to stream Satoshis per minute or a custom message with the boost button. Every time you listen to the Intergalactic Boombox on a Podcasting 2.0 app. You can only do this next-gen support system called Value for Value with Podcasting 2.0 apps from newpodcastapps.com. The question of the week. Are you excited for the next Star Wars Disney Plus series? 
Obi-Wan. Raleigh Pickens, engineer and director on many Dragon Ball Z video games and Dragon Ball Super. He chimed in and said, let me have my fan service feedback. Om nom 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 nom. Matt O says, very excited. The return of arguably one of my favorite Jedi in the Star Wars canon. That's one big reason. If they do a good of a job as they did with Boba Fett and Mando, I'll be happy with it. I like it that they're filling in the gaps with good storytelling. Twig says, I mostly think that not every gap needs to be explained, and I'd like to see new properties rather than mining this one for every last drop. But I'm still excited for every new team of creatives that get to tell stories within this beloved world. Some random optimist says, I wouldn't say I'm excited, though I'll wait for the actual series to speak for itself. Ultimately, though, I find it just another way to play it safe by banking on nostalgia. Mandalorian was a great example of Star Wars' untapped potential, and yet we keep coming back to this place. Ryu Bakura says, not every character needs their own story. Austin Hibbert says, ah, Obi-Wan could be okay, it's just that conceptually his character is supposed to go unnoticed while on Tatooine. I I think the bigger thing is people are getting exhausted of Tatooine and desert planets. Lord Comet says, of course, but my dear Kyle, we know how that ends. Oh, but it's all about the journey, Comet. Keyblader007 says, yeah, I'm excited for it, but I don't need 20 spinoffs of Mando or any one show. And lastly, Ben Owen says, not every Star Wars show or movie has to be about legacy characters. I'd like to see a new original story with original characters. New question. How do you feel about this new Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie dropping on May 20th on Disney Plus. Full disclosure, I've never seen Rescue Rangers, any Chippendale, any of that. Oh, you aren't they male strippers? No, dude. But I do know that this announcement and trailer uh, was uh, controversial to say the least. You got two really funny comedians doing the voices, though. John Mulaney is Chip. Andy Samberg is Dale, but this time there's no sped up voices. One is 2D, the other is CG and surrounded by nostalgia. There's no Tress McNeil or Corey Burton, though he is back as Zipper. And you can check the link in the show notes for the trailer for a Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. I was trolling through Twitter just to see what the reaction has been so far. Pembroke Corgi says, all I have to say about that trailer is I got thrown out of the moment as soon as Chip and Dale started talking. Like, they didn't even speed up their voices. Christina Valentasty says, someone made the decision to give Chip and Dale normal voices for the direct purpose of celebrity casting and they need to be fired immediately. Barbara Dieselbrain says I feel like the Chippendale trailer is truly showing the Hollywood practice of let's just hire popular celebrities to do the voice acting. Nobody is playing a role. They're just doing their own normal voice. Cat Celestial says is this how we feel when we listen to Chris Pratt Mario for the first time? Because yeah. Normal sounding Chippendale is too uncanny for me. I am very sorry. Sir Simon. Well this is going to be Interesting, but I'll have to program the audio of my computer and raise it a couple octaves higher just so I can hear Chip and Dale's voices properly. So, Rescue Rangers Reboot. Is this movie a good idea or yet another celebrity-laced adventure that will cause more eye rolls than feels? At Boombox Pod. Futurama fans were stoked to learn that Hulu has greenlit new episodes, but a key member of the voice cast as of this recording will not be participating. John DiMaggio. Legendary tune voice actor who plays Bender. News of stalled salary negotiations quickly spread across social media, as well as a huge rallying cry of fan support for DiMaggio. As with anime dubs, changing actors in cartoons is a controversial move. Many fans have said they won't be watching the new season, since Bender will have a new voice. Fellow voice actor K.G. Tang says if they replace Bender with an AI voice, it would be terrible, but also hilarious. Finally, a robot to actually represent robot roles. 
Whoa. Leaping Lorenzo Lamas at a furry convention. What is it now? It's Bubba the Boombot, AI assistant. I didn't use the wake word. What wake word? Yo, Bubba! Ah, joke's on you, Detective Geekachu. Yeah. That feller's got a good point. Huh? Us robots gotta stick together. Right. Speaking of, I'll audition for Bender. Now that's not necessary. Stand back. Here we go. Oh. <clears throat> But my shiny man. Thanks for playing, Bubba, but, uh, no. Oh, fine. I'll go back to eavesdropping on your thoughts and plunk highly targeted ads in your feed. That's more like it. Toodles. I kind of feel sorry for the person who ends up taking over the Bender role, as they will, uh, be under intense scrutiny. Over the past month or so, Bender auditions went out to voice talent, and to my knowledge, many followed the unwritten rule, don't scab, don't poach another person's work, just because you're desperate for a payday or some status. It's a great way to get blacklisted, at the very least in voiceover social circles. This same tactic happened years ago with the first Arkham Asylum game. The role of Batman and the Joker were open for reads. Everyone was kind of confused. It's like, why wouldn't they get Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill? Well, it was a money issue. And Futurama actors in the past. Negotiations were stalled. And then suddenly, all the roles are open to read for. It's sad when huge companies who have made millions upon millions of dollars on established properties basically slaps the voice actors in the face. Even the big names as a ploy to save money. The voice of Bender himself, John DiMaggio, took to Twitter to give everyone an update. He said, quote, Hashtag Bendergate. Hi, I've been thinking about everything that's been going on these past months, and just to be clear, I don't think that only I deserve to be paid more. I think the entire cast does. Negotiations are a natural part of working in show business. Everyone has a different strategy and different boundaries. Their price. Some accept offers. Some hold their ground. Bender is a part of my soul, and nothing about this is meant to be disrespectful to the fans or my Futurama family. It's about self-respect. And honestly, being tired of an industry that's become far too corporate and takes advantage of artists' time and talent. Look, I wish I could give you every detail so you would understand, but it's not my place. Thanks again for the love, everyone. Still hoping for the best. In the meantime, I'll be in New Orleans shooting Interview with a Vampire for AMC, and very grateful to be. Thanks. End quote. Oh, cruel fate, to be thusly boned. Ask not for whom the bone bones. It bones for thee. And now, Ten Second Theater presents Jurassic Dominion. Yeah, I think we learned that dinosaurs and humans can't coexist. Ah, bigger, why do they always have to go bigger? I don't! Peacemaker just wrapped season one on HBO Max, giving 2022 a very strong start. While everyone was busy getting let down by the book of Boba Fett, James Gunn's pandemic brainstorm got us laughing and way more invested than we thought was possible. Why did he have to end? Seriously? <laughs> I got no more reason to live. <laughs> ah. Hey, homie, I know a good therapist. All right, settle down, Gitz. Just trying to help. Here's a Kleenex. <laughs> Shiggles. Thank you, Mike. Anyway, listen up. Good news. Peacemaker is getting season two. What? Come again? Yeah. I got a reason to live. Yeah. Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> High fives. Let's take a little time to pay tribute to some wonderful industry folks who we recently lost. The great iconic filmmaker Ivan Reitman. He directed the first two Ghostbusters, some classic comedies such as Meatballs, Stripes, and Kindergarten Cop. Also a renowned producer for Animal House, Space Jam, Howard Stern's Private Parts. The movie, not his actual parts. And, of course, he produced his son's Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters Afterlife. The good part is, Reitman died the best way possible. 
in his sleep. He was 75. You may not know the name, but you know the work. Special effects pioneer Douglas Trumbull wowed everybody with such sci-fi classics as Blade Runner, Close Encounters, and was discovered as a young lad by Stanley Kubrick and hired for 2001 A Space Odyssey, initially to create the animated computer screen displays, but ultimately worked on that super trippy Stargate sequence at the climax. Trouble also patented a lot of film tools and techniques and won awards for his show-scan 65mm motion picture photography. Anyone remember the movie Brainstorm? Had Christopher Walken, Natalie Wood, Cliff Robertson, you know, Uncle Ben. Brainstorm used to show on cable over and over again. I thought it was a really, really cool movie, and I wished I had seen it in the theater because it was kind of experimental, using multiple formats and lenses to portray telepathy. And cool little tidbit, his dad, Don Trumbull, worked on the original Wizard of Oz. But Douglas's resume is definitely no slouch. Sadly, cancer took him. He was 79. Lastly, a preemptive rest in peace for Nintendo. Not the whole company, but they are closing their Wii U and 3DS online eShops. As of March of 2023, yep, online storefronts are going bye, with many titles no longer being available anywhere else after. So enjoy that extra content, and in the meantime, start saving up for a Nintendo Switch, yeah? (laughs) Stranger Things, fourth and final season, finally has a release date on Netflix. It's being broken up into two parts. Volume 1 is coming on May 27th, and Volume 2 is coming July 1st. Southwest of the Rockies, you are on the air. Look, I'm not on the air. I'm in your hair. Oh, wait, you're bald. Never mind. <laughs> ah, this must be Karen. Karen Complainer, uh. queen of the universe and customer service's worst nightmare at your service. You're not wrong. Or should I say, you're at my service. Yeah, what's the sitch? What did you call me? I said, what's wrong? That's more like it, Mr. Man. All right, so Karen, what are you going to complain about now? Stranger Things. Okay. What's up with Netflix breaking up the fourth season into parts? Well, like other shows, the pandemic affected the shooting schedules and post-production, and, and so they probably just wanted to at least get some of the content out there as soon as possible. But I'm on Binger, mm-hmm. and Volume 2 is like a month later. So why don't you just wait and watch Volume 1 when Volume 2 drops? <laughs> And I bet you think you're, like, really smart, huh? Look at you and your high horse, making sense. Sorry. Yes, yes, you are, Mr. Truth Decay. What? Let me speak to your manager. Karen, I am the manager, uh-huh. all right? I'm the host of this mm-hmm. podcast. There's no mm-hmm. one higher on the food chain. Now you've gone and made me hungry. Rude. Please hold. Fine. Just activate airlock. What do you think you're doing? I have rights. <laughs> Hello? Excuse me? Yeah, Shiggles? What's up? Yes, uh, how does that work? She called into the show. Yeah. And so you throw her out the airlock, mm-hmm. but she's not here in person. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you tossed your phone out the airlock? Just smile and wave. Right. <laughs> smile and wave. Right. Smile and wave. Right. Aw, look at the time. The Intergalactic Boombox is recorded live on microcassette in front of some random squirrel in your front yard, then painstakingly remastered in THX between two cups and a string. Music provided by Al Capella's Symphony Orchestra. All rights reserved, 1822. If you like the show, tell a friend. If not, then delete it off your player and move on with your day. Yeah! Also, remember... Uh, hey, th- boss, can I say the words of wisdom this time? Ah, uh, Sure. Go ahead, Gitz. Gracias, El Capitan. No problem. Never cry for someone who hurts you. Just smile and say thanks for giving me a chance to find someone better than you. That's really nice. And then punch him right in the mouth. There we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Till next time. I am out of here.